Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, what formerly known as The Simpsons Then and Now. I am Lindsay Wilson, here to talk about Futurama Season 1, Episode 2, The Series Has Landed, and I'm joined by my co-host Alex Koontz. Alex, how the hell are you? Hello, Lindsay. You spoiled my <laughs> opening joke with that uh, With that opening. I was going to say, welcome to the, the podcast of tomorrow, the number one Hugh Jackman podcast in the world. <laughs> but no, oh we are God. doing Futurama Season 1, Episode 2. Yes, indeed we are. I Here's my proposal, Alex. I, I wasn't sure yeah. when to bring this up. Here's what I would like to propose. <laughs> so we got some positive feedback about the first episode. People seem into us doing the second one. And by people, I mean two people. I don't know if we yeah. heard from anyone else, but Two's at least two people said they were into it. Two better than none. And here's what I suggest. At the end of every season, we watch a Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I was, I was going to propose the exact same thing. So in in 24 weeks, you'll have paperback writer coming to your podcast feed. My proposal was going to be to like pull it out of a hat or something and call it like the okay. huge jackpot or, you know, something. So. That's nice. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. I was telling you that I started getting tons of Hugh Jackman propaganda after we recorded our last episode <laughs> yes. where my TikTok was like sending me like, here's Hugh's greatest moments or like this emotional scene from rehearsal. So TikTok was really <laughs> You're clearly a young lady who loves musical theater. Like here's yeah. some of his greatest moments. Oh, God. Yeah. So not opposed to the Hugh Jackpot. I think that it will be the legacy we can leave is that we will <laughs> visit the Hugh Jackman filmography at some point at the end of yeah. each season. Okay, that sounds great. So that okay, we got like good. six six Hugh Jackman movies in us. Or maybe, <laughs> there could be like 10 seasons now. I have no idea what Futurama is even. Who even, even knows? Is. Plus the number of the seasons is weird where I think in season one, I feel like there's only like, I don't know, 10 episodes or something. I don't even know. Okay. So we could be watching something sooner than you think. <laughs> but yeah, send in your questions about Futurama or about Hugh Jackman films. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in theory, we're going to get a new feed. We're going to get new Mm -hmm. Twitter accounts, new Gmail, I suppose. It'll it'll all be there. Yes, and I think we'll keep everything else alive. So if you can't remember and you're like, I know Simpsons TAN pod for some reason, send your stuff there. Simpsons stand pod. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman and Futurama is the crossover we never knew we needed. And here is that podcast. I I wonder if he's ever put out some sort of quote about Futurama or appeared in any capacity (laughs) in any of these shows. Maybe he'll... Maybe he'll appear or something. He must have been on The Simpsons or something. Everyone's been on The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hold on. I'll Google it. Let's let's we'll do some live Googling. We love that. Futurama Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman uh, will voice an unknown character in season 33 of The Simpsons. Poor House Rock. Oh, there you go. Sounds like a musical. Yeah, yeah sure does. <laughs> As it should be. Oh, God. Anyway. All right. So Futurama episode two. What do you think of this one? Yeah, fun time. We got to meet the the entire cast, which was, uh, again, kind of a surprise that we didn't do that in episode one. I had pretty strong memories of this, considering I hadn't seen it in years and years. Kind of, I feel like a good introduction to the episodic nature of the series, where it's like, the moon isn't too crazy, we're not doing space bees, we're not doing like time <laughs> travel, right? It's just like we're on the moon and making some Disneyland jokes. So yeah, I thought I thought really solid episode specifically where whalers on the moon <laughs> yes what did you think what were your overall thoughts yeah this one's fun i've seen it so many times that it felt a little bit like it couldn't surprise me which was kind of a bummer but 
there were some things I noticed for the first time. I've never watched it in this kind of close way before. So that was fun. And we'll get to all of those things. But yeah, definitely. I think this one holds up. I don't know. It's a nice little follow up episode. We get everybody else. I do think we had talked about it's weird that we don't meet everyone. But I actually think it works okay here where we're kind of gradually getting introduced to more people gave us a chance to flesh out kind of the core three slash four ish. And then we just got like a little little bit more this time we get Amy. I'm sure we'll get Hermes in the future. It's good. Do you know if there is a like eras of Futurama like with the Simpsons? Obviously, we've covered in depth like seasons one and two are a little bit weird. Golden Age is like mm-hmm. four to five seasons after that, depending like is season one often considered like, oh, these are kind of a bizarre 10 episodes where they're trying to find their footing and then it really takes off at a certain point. Yeah, I don't think it's specifically like that so much. In my mind, after maybe four episodes, I feel like we start getting into good stuff fairly quickly. And then I would say there's a very solid season two. Season three is mostly really good. I think there are a few more misses kind of around like seasons four and five. This is me assuming that like, okay, for the listeners and for yourself, in my (laughs) mind, the end of season five is the like opera episode. Yeah, the devil's yes. the devil's hands, right? Yes, exactly. So that's how I am numbering things in my mind. <laughs> I think I had Fry as in the Slurm Factory as maybe the end of season one. So that's an incredible episode that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think this one's a little bit slow, not super wacky, and I think they're gonna strike their balance of getting wackier and funnier over the next few episodes. Yeah, and we're in what this is like. 2000 or is that maybe we should look up when uh, this is actually happening I think it's a little later than that Futurama the series has landed originally aired what April 4th 1999 wow damn look at you well done yeah yeah tapped in yeah it's interesting thinking about this compared to season one of the Simpsons where I think I'm not like actively laugh- laughing in like many of those season one episodes despite the fact er, like Acknowledging that the season one episodes aren't even that good, but if mm-hmm. these are Futurama episodes that aren't even that good, like I'm still getting some actual laughs laughs in this one, which is a little bit surprising that that is happening from a 1999 episode where I kind of like chalk up the Simpsons struggles to being like, oh, that's just like 1987 or whatever. Uh, or yeah. 1988. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gonna... this was fully 10 years later and they had hit their stride at that point, knew what worked, but it is interesting to think at this point already, the Simpsons was getting kind of bad. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so let's talk through it. Um, this episode opens up with their new Planet Express commercial, which is very, very good. They have paid to have it air during the Super Bowl, but not on the same channel. It's <laughs> a great joke. Yes, I was shocked that they were able to say Super Bowl. Uh, famously, you're not allowed to say that anymore these days. Did really? You, did you know this? Yeah, that's why all of the, the ads are like the big game ad. That, like Super Bowl is a trademarker, uh, somehow restrict, Whoa. you know. NFL owns that and they'll come after you if you say Super Bowl. Oh my god. Wow, it's like a caricature <laughs> of itself. That's really funny. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the commercial basically is like where other crews aren't foolhardy enough to go, our crews will go and our crew is replaceable and your package isn't. So very effective marketing. Yes, we have the Mr. Horrible g- gelatinous blob and his little briefcase has HG blob on it, which is very dignified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. Yeah, I love that too. And that's who I think who the package is delivered to as well. It might even be Mr. HGB on the on the box. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. But so we come back from the credits and Professor Farnsworth introduces us, as mentioned, to the rest of the crew. We've got uh Hermes, 
Jamaican bureaucrat extraordinaire, Amy Wong, and Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like Dr. Zoidberg is like such a character that that it's clear what he is, or he has like such obvious comedic beats that he's like a, a memorable character. I don't have as strong memories of Hermes or Amy. Like, where do these, what is the core of these characters? Like, where do they end up going? Or like, what are the main things to track about those two in particular? Yeah, I think Hermes gets fleshed out slightly more a bit later. There's an episode that I associate, I have very strong positive memories of called How Hermes Requisitioned His Groove Back, which is a great episode (laughs) all about bureaucracy. But then there are a bunch of episodes where we get introduced to Hermes' kid, and his name is Dwight, and that kid sucks. he's, He's okay, but he gets up to these shenanigans with another child who we will be introduced to later. No spoilers for the show from 1999, but... Those episodes are terrible. <laughs> I'm willing to say that on the record. So Hermes is a bureaucrat. He has an annoying kid. And that's mm-hmm. about all we should be tracking at this point. Pretty much, yeah. And then with Amy, it gets mentioned here that she's from Mars. And her parents are the Mars Wongs. And they're like very, very rich. And one of the episodes that I think has aged the most poorly, we'll get to down the line, very problematic stuff going to come out of that. <laughs> sure, I could imagine. There will later on be quite a prolonged bit about Amy's love interest, and she gets fleshed out quite a bit more, I think. And she has some mm-hmm. good storylines where she gets to be kind of like a fun, cute klutz. <laughs> is there tension between, like, is there any sort of love triangle with Fry, Leela, Amy? Is that ever a, a thing that happens? Yes, they do try to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. I feel <laughs> like I, I even felt that a little bit in this episode where it's like like mm-hmm. Fry is suddenly talking with her and and Leela like comes in and Amy's a bit rude to Leela like that kind of yeah. stuff I was it already is, picking up on. It is funny because I was looking at the wiki entry about this and it was like this might already be like signs of tension between the three of them and I was like I don't know but yeah, yeah they definitely do that a little bit but it's not a huge plot line. Yeah. There is one episode in particular that I'm thinking of. I'm worried people are screaming at their phones being like, what about the head on my shoulders episode? I'm aware. I'm trying yeah. not to ruin everything for Alex. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess this is a good note of when you did BoJack, he did that completely spoiler free. And we are now I'm just like straight up asking you facts about the show later on. So I guess we're, we're not spoiler free on this podcast. Yeah, it seems like we're not. I think we won't. I, I won't ruin absolutely everything in terms of the ending. But I think it's kind of somewhat a fair game. Like with The Simpsons, it's been long enough. And there's so little continuity. I think that when it comes to some of the, there are a couple storylines that have some continuity and maybe I don't need to ruin how those end. But yeah. as far as like, Hermes has a kid, like that's fine. <laughs> right. Hermes has an annoying kid that then goes away yeah. and nobody cares about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, so this line always really tickled me when I was young where Fry is like, oh, I'm never going to get used to the 31st century. Like, look at all these brands. There's like caffeinated bacon, baconated (laughs) grapefruit, and Admiral Crunch. And then Layla's like, oh, try some Archduke Chocula. Yes. So which of those speaks to you the most? I mean, I do love that Captain Crunch got promoted to an admiral. Yes, me too. It took him a thousand years to to reach a new position. And I suppose, is it the exact, literally the exact same joke with Archduke and Count? Like, is Archduke? Duke, yeah. uh, a promoted count. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that seems like a slightly higher rank. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think I've ev- ever had uh, Count Chocula. Yeah, me either. It's just candy. Is that even? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those that's yeah, like cookies for breakfast or whatever. Uh, I have mm-hmm. had. I imagine I've had Captain Crunch. 
We were in a big cereal household. No? I love cereal. Yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> what, what's your go-to cereal, if anything? So in childhood, I really only ate Cheerios. That was like all that was in the house. And now I do like a Rice Krispie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What are cereals that people eat? We, growing up, we got a sugary cereal on our birthday, like a single box of sugary cereal. And I always used to get Lucky Charms. But yeah, we were a big Raisin Bran family. And (laughs) my girlfriend makes fun of of me for this. Where like on our second date, or like very early on, she, it somehow came up that I like Raisin Bran. And she was like, are you an old man? 90 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Is Raisin Bran really that, that old? I mean, first of all, raisins are terrible. (laughs) <laughs> but they're just candy. like covered in sugar in those things yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i definitely think it's an old man cereal all right well that was never my <laughs> understanding of it growing up <laughs> two scoops of raisins yeah <laughs> yeah not for me i'm i always was opposed to raisins and didn't really care for the brand either i don't think <laughs> yeah i i'm fine with bran what's wrong yeah, yeah it's great. fine <laughs> baconated grapefruit i like grapefruit I like bacon. I don't know about bacon yeah. grapefruit. I honestly, with caffeinated bacon, I'm surprised that's not a thing already. I don't think we need to wait till the year 3000 <laughs> for that. Well, I feel like bacon really hit a high point in like 2012. I remember being in college and like that was the era where like men could be obsessed with bacon and that's like their personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was this a thing? Do you recall this? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's, di- I feel like it's died out since then. Either that or I'm like no longer in college and Maybe college kids are still bacon crazy. Yeah, your masculinity is no longer defined by how much bacon you consume. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, fair. All right. So we get in the scene that Hermes is delivering a package, and he's like, oh, which one of you is the captain? And as the professor is trying to make the decision, Leela is already (laughs) signing off on the package, and absolutely that is the right choice. Yes, clearly the only responsible one. I I don't know what Fry and... uh, who else was there? Uh, Bender. Bender. Uh, Bender was drinking. Fry was doing something dumb. Fry was going like, me, me. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <"No." laughs> yeah, is the only one who knows how to fly the ship. And also, yeah. she is the only one who's responsible. So she says she intends to do as little dying as possible. Seems like a good policy in a captain. Yeah. Yeah. So Fry goes and meets Dr. Zoidberg. He wears sandals. That's what makes him weird. But also he's this like weird <laughs> lobster man. Yeah, the Fred. pan up to from his sandals to his like, uh, yeah. d- you know, lobster form. And nose flap thing. <laughs> yeah. Zoidberg is yeah. great. I mean, is it, a, is it a, a very cold take to say that Zoidberg is like the best crew member or the funniest crew member? Wow. I don't know if I have that strong a take about him. I don't think it's a cold take. Yeah, just like all of his lines in this scene were were super yeah. funny of him telling Fry to open his mouth, not that mouth. Uh, pick yeah. a mouth, open pick a it, mouth. and yeah, <laughs> yeah, open it and say, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We, I, I don't know why I bothered to write this sequence down, but they're like cleaning out Bender. <laughs> this scene is really the Amy introduction, I guess, where she's cleaning Bender, and yeah, that's where she says she's from a rich family from. What Kappa Kappa? Uh, Kappa Wong. Yeah, Kappa Kappa Wong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Bender steals her wallet. And like, hey, rich girl, look over here. Um, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Odd yeah, to be young again good. and also a robot. 
Yes, great line. Yeah. So they find out they're going to the moon on their first mission, and Fry is just like totally jazzed about this. He says, I'm going to be a famous hero like Neil Armstrong and those other guys no one has ever heard of. <laughs> yes. Were you ever like big into astronauts as a kid? Was this like an aspiration to be an astronaut? Or were you, you know, caught up in that whole that whole scene? I mean, not really. Like, I think it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, it's like what you have to be like really smart and competent to be an astronaut so I think it was a little bit of like oh I could should I prove that I could be an astronaut (laughs) but I was like yeah it seems like a lot of work and probably people would throw up around me I'm not interested in that and we gotta get we gotta get Jeremy in here to like to tell his (laughs) side of the story of like no Lindsay was like pounding the table every day of like I will be the the greatest yeah (laughs) the next Roberta Bondar first female (laughs) Canadian astronaut oh wow look at that I got, uh, I was very inspired. This was when I was like 22 years old. Uh, I was working at a school and we had some astronaut come and give like uh, assembly to the students. And I was like totally inspired. I was like, I'm going to go home and watch Contact and I'm going to like watch a bunch of YouTube videos about being an astronaut. And so I don't know if the intended audience was like, or the intended result was like inspire your, your like just out of college teachers, but <laughs> that worked. Did Chris Hadfield make it down there into the U.S.? Yeah, Chris Hatfield is the the mustached gentleman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plays a guitar in space. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he is like the only recognizable or only like known modern day astronaut these days. Yeah, that sounds right. You interested when it becomes just a thing where you can just like go up into orbit? Are you interested in that? I'd be interested in like this exact episode. I'd be interested to go to the moon and do stuff there. Uh, just mm-hmm. flying around orbit. I guess that'd be pretty cool. Like, I'm one of these people who is like, the Jeff Bezos one seems so not cool. It's like, you're not even in space. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The makes me think of that. The person that did like the biggest skydive ever where they were like on the edge of the atmosphere and then, and then dropped. It's like, come on. Like, if you can jump from this height, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. Gravity is still (laughs) in effect. (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. What about real, real orbit? If you got into like real space, not Jeff Bezos, you're like... Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I guess I'm a little bit like, what's the point? (laughs) You could do do science up there. Yeah, true. You don't get to be an astronaut unless you make some sort of contribution, right? Yeah, I I have no contribution. I'd be what, like writing code from space? Like, do do the buttons still work? (laughs) (laughs) You got to do some sort of experiment up there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. We'll figure out a project for us to do. (laughs) We could podcast from space. Have they ever done that? I guess they do I'm like sure. a lot of constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. So they all go up to the moon and Fry is like, "Oh my god, I'm going to do the countdown." And like before he's even barely started the countdown, they're already at the moon because <laughs> now it's like not impressive at all to go there. Yeah, it's just like getting on a bus basically. Pretty much, yeah. And they've built a park up there called Luna Park and they are supposed to deliver like I guess they don't know at this point. It's just a box at this point, but it is going to be revealed to be like a crate of stuffed animals for the crane machine. My, my mind is still on uh, sending you to space to podcast. <laughs> um, and along the same lines of if we just decide we're going to be huge Ackman experts, if we just decide that the goal of this podcast is to send you to space to podcast. <laughs> podcast with Hugh Jackman from space. <laughs> yeah. Okay. New goal. Like, hello, Hugh. I'm contacting you from space. <laughs> Which, incidentally, has a closer time zone than yeah. <laughs> the current apartment. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the thing we'll work on. It's the series finale. 
Yeah, I like I get up there and like, okay, I'm podcasting from space. Let me tell everyone all about the horrible disasters <laughs> that have occurred within NASA in the last 100 years. <laughs> oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna dox NASA. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there must be so many podcasts out there. Like, here's what happened with Challenger. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, surprise, Jazz. He's like, he's like, they landed an amusement park on the moon. Like, you're not gonna believe this. Like, how does he? I don't know how he doesn't realize that they already know this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good point fry's like let's just dump this crate in the sewer so we can go play around in the amusement park and bender's like nah it's too much work let's burn it and say we dumped it in the sewer yeah just increasing levels of violence from these two mm-hmm. yeah leela says like if you if you guys are done being stupid and he says well i had more but you go ahead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like every podcast. <laughs> yeah, in, encouraging, like, Fry just being very enthusiastic and being dumb, which is, like, his, mm-hmm. his primary character trait. Yes. <laughs> yes, but Leela eventually gives in. She's like, all right, fine. After we deliver this thing, you can go ride the bumper cars for a little bit or whatever. Yes. So they, they basically get to do the same jokes as Duff Gardens and Itchy mm-hmm. and Scratchy Land. What did you think of Moon Disneyland compared to these other Simpsons episodes where they get to do amusement park jokes? Absolutely. The first thing I thought of was Itchy and Scratchy Land. It didn't even occur to me about Duff Gardens. I think they did yeah. a better job of differentiating those two, but definitely Itchy and Scratchy Land and then like Crater Face. It's like the same as <laughs> the mouse walking around. <laughs> yeah. So I thought of uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land for Crater Face, but then uh, the It's a Small World ride yes, with like true. the annoying, what, what is it or in this? Whalers it's the... on the moon. <laughs> whalers on the moon. That is very Duffier for me. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that friggin' line. So we may as well get into that, where <laughs> they are like learning about the moon, and they just keep being like, "We're pretty sure it looks something like this. Like we're whalers on the moon. <laughs> we carry a harpoon." Jeremy and I used to sing that all the time, and boy, did people hate it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, Bender. Uh, Bender sees someone from his high school, and he's like, "Huh, like went to the high school with that guy." So, so I, was, I was gonna. I was going to ask you if you have run into like high school people where you're like, oh my God, don't, don't let me see this. But I guess your high school is too small or that's like only Jeremy. It's too small and also so far away that like Jeremy's the only person I've really stayed in touch with. I recently found this guy that I went to high school with. He lives very close by. So Cam and I have been hanging out with him and his girlfriend quite a bit lately. But like I had not seen him since high school and had to specifically seek him out. Yeah. yeah. What about you? You ever run into people you don't like? I ran into a guy that I was like, uh, C-tier friends with, like, on the street in New York, and, like, C-tier. he literally... Yeah, right, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just, like, a C-tier friend, where it was, I was friendly with him and hung out with him never one-on-one, but in a group setting, like, maybe three or four times, uh, and mm-hmm. I, like, ran into him on the street in New York, like, literally in the center of the crosswalk, and he, like, stopped me in the center <laughs> of the street and, and, like, continued to talk with me, and I was like... You're like, like stop, Listen, this we is must fine, cross. but let's, like, yeah, <laughs> let's pick a side here. <laughs> Such danger. Oh, my God. Yeah. I also very much enjoyed this where they get more information and they're like, no one actually knows how or when people first landed on the moon. And <laughs> Fry's like, I do. I know. Yeah. And, and they also reference the like, one of these days, Alice, straight to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting thinking that maybe Fry is actually an asset by like knowing all of these things from a thousand years ago that have been lost to the to the sands of time. It's a good point, for sure, yeah. And, like, they frame it as, like, look how aspirational these, like, old-timey <laughs> characters were. And he's like, what? No, it's a TV comedian. And he was, u- the quote is, he was using space travel as a metaphor for beating his wife. <laughs> That's, that was so funny. <laughs> so funny and so dark. <laughs> yeah. So good. And then they cut to, like, no one, yeah, again, like, no one knows how or why. And then they're like, but our fungineers think it might have looked something <laughs> like this. And then yeah. when... 
surprised, like, this is weak or whatever. Layla's like, well, I don't see you with a fungineering degree. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this was killing me. Like, this stuff totally held up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely the... <laughs> The, the beating your wife joke got a good laugh out of me. It's terrible as it is. Classic Alex. Yeah. Yeah. That got real laughs. And then the Zoidberg lines from earlier got real laughs out of me from this episode, which again, it's like, I don't think I would have been laughing in uh, episode two of The Simpsons with like Smithers being weird. Yeah. It might, that one might be Bart the genius, but uh, Bart oh, goes really? to that school and dies himself green. Not sure. It's a good yeah. one though. Yes. I, and also the Fungineers. So I don't want to let that go by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So at the same time, Amy is delivering this package, and as she picked it up with a magnet, it took the keys to the ship, and they fell into the crate, and then she sees that the keys have now fallen inside the crane machine, and she has to try and get it back out. Yes, there were, maybe this was one of the details that you had noticed, in the, that you had never noticed before, but I liked that there was gender-neutral pack person in the background as one of the, as one of the arcade booths, which I, th- I think, I thought was, like, surprisingly progressive for the time of 1999, <laughs> having, like, references to gender and gender neutrality. Mm-hmm. It is funny because, like, I'm sure at the time it was like, LOL, look at PC culture getting out of control. Right. And now it's like, oh, good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I did notice is that Amy's like swearing in Martian. And I feel like this goes away to some extent mm. over the course of the series. She definitely keeps it up somewhat, but I don't think she does it nearly as much as like, I think she does it at least twice in this episode alone. And I don't think it comes yeah. up nearly as often down the line. Interesting. I had subtitles on and so I was just like confused as to whether my subtitles were messing with the the Martian subtitles. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> I also have always loved this line where Bender's trying to like help her with the crane and he's like, it's just like making love. Up, down, rotate 62 <laughs> degrees, engage rotor. She goes, I know how to make love. <laughs> yeah, really good. I also laughed at that one. <laughs> so funny. Like just the idea of like engage rotor doesn't like even make her blink. She's just like, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, Bender is not my favorite, but he is. I don't know how to how to categorize lines like that. It's it's the like same kind of like sweetness in being dumb is when mm-hmm. I love Bender, and I don't like I don't like crude Bender when Bender is yes. like belching and drinking. But it's it's stuff like that that I really love. I think that's right. Where there are episodes where I find him just insufferable, and the storylines yeah. that they have for him are just only based on being crude and being crass. And it's like, okay, like we've, we're good. That's enough. Yeah. And then there are other times where he's like, oh, I just want to help my friends, and I'm kind of sad and lonely. And like, yeah. we'll get to the episode later with the superhero stuff where he's like, like, why wouldn't you want me on the team? Like, look at all the great things I can do. I really love that one. So. Yeah, in, in the, even in this episode, he talks about how he wants to be a folk singer, right? Of yeah. like, like, oh, why can't robots be a folk singer? Yeah, true. Yeah, it's good good that you cued that up where he at one point gets a magnet put on his head and starts singing. And they're like, wow, you're singing like a crazy folk singer? He's like, oh, yes, a robot would have to be crazy to want to be a folk singer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bender. Yeah. So Fry decides that he is over this little ride with the whalers on the moon. And so he takes the lunar rover out onto the surface. And naturally, Leela's like, okay, it's time to turn around. He's like, no, just like a little bit longer. And then they end up getting stranded with very little oxygen and have to go to this farm in the middle of the moon. Yes. Very quickly, change, they change the thing that we're parroting, where now it's like a Dukes of Hazards. So mm-hmm. like we're in the, the deep American South. They even show a Confederate mm-hmm. flag at some point. Uh, but... yeah, I, yeah, I have that written down, too, because this is the first time I've noticed it. And I think that 
simply speaks to just like the time we're living in where I would have just like been like, whatever, like Dukes of Hazard. Now I'm like, oh shit, look at that. <laughs> right. All, all that being said, I think, I think the parody is like pretty spot on for these, like these movies where like they run into the, uh, the farm and there's the farmer and mm-hmm. the farmer's daughters. Uh, I love the crushinator yeah. in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very good. There is also a moment here where Fry is like, oh no, it's every man for himself and does this a couple times. Then he's like, help me, Leela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the farmer's like, you can stay here but you have to do chores until night is over and night lasts two weeks on the moon so in those two <laughs> weeks you have to stay away from his three beautiful daughters lulabelle seven daisy may 128k and the crushinator <laughs> crushinator yeah. very funny <laughs> yes uh, very good comedic timing with that Mm-hmm. Yes. And Fry is still super into the moon, which I really like. I find Fry so endearing in this episode where he's just like, I don't care. Like, I understand that this is a nightmare, but like, it was awesome. We saw so many rocks and craters and it was awesome. And I loved it. Yeah. They have to milk these uh, cows that turn into like giant, horrible moon bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. These are Bugalo and we will get a full oh. episode about them in the aforementioned episode that has aged the most poorly. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Yes, that, that episode is called, I believe, Where the Bugalo Roam. Interesting. Okay. I can already uh, speculate on where they go wrong in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bender shows up here and <laughs> he's in trouble because the farmer's like, oh, you like touched my robot daughters. And Fry just goes, oh, Bender, you didn't touch the crushinator, did you? <laughs> Bender is giving us his classic line of, I'll make my own blank with blackjack and hookers. Yes. I forget the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is where I've written in my notes, Jesus, there's a Confederate flag on this rover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very tough. It's aged very Pretty poorly. On the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the Crushinator refuses to jump over a trench thing on the moon, which allows the our three protagonists to get away because the Crushinator is like, no, pa, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> very good robot voice. <laughs> yeah, it's my specialty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is what made me think Dukes of Hazard. I don't know if they were going for the exact parody of that, but I associate that show with like driving a car off a ramp and jumping over something. Yeah, and I mean like what's that car called? It's the like, uh old something or other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I can't remember, but it has the Confederate flag on it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And like the alligators jumping up, that seemed Dukes of Hazard. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure someone is like outraged, and I'm sure I will think of the name of the stupid car at some point. But it doesn't matter because that if, show is aged poorly. <laughs> if you if you're outraged, write in. We'd love to discuss it. We'd love to know that there's someone listening. It'd be great. Yeah, support our Patreon to send Lindsay to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh God! All right, so. Fry and Leela have now like filled up on oxygen and they find the original landing site of the original lunar rover, whatever. And this is the first time that I noticed that inside it's like rover returned to this site by the historical stickler society. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yeah, it's good. So Leela's super pissed at Fry and like understandably, but he also seems to maintain this kind of sweetness where he's like the moon was so special to me as a child and I just wanted you to see it the way that I do. And she's just like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have brought us here. Yeah, I feel like he kind of owns his idiocy as well of like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, we, I got us into this mess kind of stuff. I, I actually think this is 
acted really well or written well where I think it would be really easy to be like no Fry it's not your fault and she's like yeah I'm mad at you and she's like if we we might have enough oxygen now that we'll live long enough so we can starve to death or whatever yeah yeah so but then all of a sudden Leela sees the earth from the moon and she's like wow it actually is really beautiful and thanks for helping me see it yeah, one thing that I noticed and something that kind of triggered my memories of these old Futurama episodes is in that moment, there's like Futurama plays with music in a way that The Simpsons never does, where in that mm-hmm. moment, they play like the the deep bells from the Futurama theme, like the dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. It reminded me that they'll play that during emotional moments or they'll have an emotional score that is memorable in a way that... Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything in The Simpsons that, that does that, that has like a score outside of you know we say it's your birthday or like in the universe <laughs> singing yeah i don't know i think there are definitely moments where like I, the one that pops into my head right now is when marge is telling lisa in one episode that she doesn't have to smile if she doesn't feel like smiling i think there's some fairly inspirational music under yeah. that that pops into my head mr bergstrom i think there was probably some lovely stuff that probably made me cry i don't know yeah. i think they do it really effectively here with the bells i'm sure the simpsons does it too just not in the same way of using the theme maybe yeah yeah that might be it that it's you know this song because it's the theme and you hear it every episode so when you hear it in the show itself you know you remember it but yeah i i I really love that kind of stuff yeah it's really good and so at this point they see bender running away the farmer is after him again this time with a big harvester thing (laughs) and fortunately for them amy has arrived Saved the day. Learned on the claw machine. Yes, she got really good, and now she knows how to pilot the ship. Leela says at one point, like, how'd she learn how to do that? And she's just there using the control stick or whatever. It looks just like the joystick. Yeah. So she knows how to make love. (laughs) (laughs) 62 degrees, is that it? Okay, I'll have to remember that. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, she uses the magnet on the ship, I guess, to, like, pick everybody up, including the rover and Bender. And Bender sings the folk songs on his way in <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so yeah pretty pretty solid episode yeah yeah it's good and it was fun talking it through i feel like i appreciated more how many times i actually did laugh even though like i was able to watch this on 1.5x because i'm so familiar that i was yeah. like it's fine <laughs> what do we have coming up next do you have like a brief preview or you know a brief description from your memory of this next episode Sure, I could definitely do this from memory. Let's make sure that I have this right. But like off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure the next episode is called I Roommate. And in it, Fry is going to be looking for somewhere to live. And he ends up moving in with Bender. Okay, nice. So furthering Fry and Bender's story. Yes, indeed. I Roommate. Nice. Yeah, we got a little bit of feedback that we may as well touch on. Someone named MacGyver wrote in and just said, (laughs) I like the new Futurama idea. And he also really thought that we could probably get Hugh Jackman on the podcast, which I think is very bold. <laughs> Listen, after there, how many how many movies were in the Hugh Jackman filmography? It was sixty. So after the sixtieth ah, season like of Futurama, we can we can say Hugh, we did uh, we covered your movies uh, once every every eight weeks or something. <laughs> yes, he said. He said, "I feel bad for you having to go back go through his back catalog, though." So that suggests that. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, even a a big fan (laughs) isn't sure. (laughs) We also had another, this actually came in through the BoJack Horse Pod email. Oh, look at that. Where a fellow Alex, who was also a patron of BoJack Mm -hmm. Horse Pod, said, the Futurama podcast was great. I know if you guys continued covering it, I would definitely tune in, even if it was only for the Fox seasons. Wow. All right, well, great endorsement from patron Alex. 
Yes, indeed. So, yeah. So that'll that'll do it for this week. It's a short one, but I think we'll get longer as we have more things to discuss. Is there anything else you want to bring up at this point? I was thinking, do we want to establish any segments? Any like, you know, do you do anything like that on BoJack? Of never, or do you just uh, <laughs> you just go through the you just go through the episode? Go through the episode, do the feedback, do the plugs. Yeah. Okay. Well, if if listeners have segments of things that we should be doing on every episode, favorite joke, favorite, you know, uh, Lindsay and I tried ranking Simpsons stuff, which turned into a nightmare yeah. at a certain point. So. We could probably rank these episodes. That seems easier. Yeah. I, but I mean, it will be a nightmare once we get to like episode 100. <laughs> yes, probably. That's a great point. We won't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> Early, though, I think episode two better than episode one. Yeah, I would agree. More... <laughs> More jokes, funnier, more characters interacting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? People can find me, but let me let me put out the my my Twitter account, which is I don't even yeah. know what it is. Lindsay is <laughs> completely off social media. So you're just gonna have what to follow champion. me. I'm at, at Alex B Kuntz, K-U-N-T-Z. Uh, so if you want to follow me there, I never tweet. When I do, I tweet obscure survivor things i was like i was tweeting absolutely deranged survivor things this week so if you want to see that it was like i was up at like 1 30 a.m on friday night because i couldn't sleep in like photoshop or in not in photoshop in apple's version of paint whatever that is like drawing circles <laughs> on a survivor image so uh great mental health weekend for me <laughs> incredible yeah and then our various links to this will get set up with Futurama specific Twitter email and stuff. But for now, you can keep going to the Simpsons one. I think that's probably the move. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, for next episode, we'll have Futurama email, Futurama Twitter, any of that kind of stuff set up. Yeah. So for now, it is at Simpsons then now and Simpsons TAN pod at gmail.com. Yes. Simpsons plural TAN pod at gmail.com. Yes. Lindsay, yeah. uh, what about your plugs? Yeah, I don't have a lot. Just uh, BoJack Horsepod. Go check it out. We have approximately eight weeks remaining. So wow. this is your moment. We'll be talking about something else after. But if you want to get in on the BoJack action, it is also spoiler free. I feel like people are like, no, I simply can't watch all that and then listen to your podcast. But you can go one at a time. It's great. Is there yeah. rising action in BoJack Horseman where it's like, oh, it's like final season. Like, think we need to finish things out. Like, Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Lots of continuity in BoJack. Wow. Very exciting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So very exciting. And with that, we'll see you next time for season one, episode three, I roommate. See y'all.